Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming horse market in China, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Jojo Wang from Shanghai and Hong Kong, introducing China to the world. Hello, Zoe. How are you? I'm doing great. I still cannot believe we are already in 2022, and I'm super excited about the new year. Yes, since the COVID began, many people already accepted that they would never get their old life back, and work to adapt to the new normal. Yet, 2022 has arrived. It is time to face the world's predictable unpredictability, and the new normal is already here. Yes, and we are ready for the new excitement. Right, let's share the most up-to-date trend of the Chinese horse industry. On 28th December 2021, the General Administration of Sports issued Document Number 3628 on the first meeting of the 13 National Committees of Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, replying to the proposal on promoting the standardized development of Chinese equine sports. In the reply, five suggestions were given, and we will share with you in the China News section today. I'm sure this will provide our listeners with a good summary of the current China industry and forecast for the year 2022. However, due to time constraints, we will share the first two suggestions today and leave the rest for next episode. Right, let's get started. The reply started by mentioning that the equestrian industry has developed progressively in China, and the number of different equine clubs and industry-related petitioners has shown an apparent upward trend. In this context, it is imperative to promote the standardized development of the Chinese equestrian sports and establish a system that conforms to the development of the Chinese equestrian sport. The first suggestion is to establish a standardized Chinese equestrianism system in line with the current industry stage. Currently, the Chinese Equestrian Association has launched the rider grading system and the coach registration and training evaluation system. At the same time, the CEA also gradually completes the horse passport system by updating records and covers details from horse owners. Horse performance records, vaccinations records, etc. Up to now, nearly seven thousand spot horses has completed the registration. For the next step, the General Administration of Sport will continue to urge CEA to give full play to its role and lead the development of the industry, formulating the stable management system, acquire vet varia regulatory norms, and develop related trainings. Other than that. CEA has to consolidate the horse passport system by increasing the horse pedigree certification and microchips. The second suggestion includes four directions: dressage, eventing, polo, and domestic horse training. Let's start with dressage, and the suggestion mentioned promoting the balanced development of equestrian competition by further promoting horse training competitions. Flat walk is the basic of all equestrian sports. In recent years, through active promotion, dressage competition have become more popular, gradually raising from one dressage competition to fifteen competitions per year. In the future, CEA will be pushed on increasing flat walk and dressage awareness through scientific training and competitions to enhance positive effects on horsemanship training and equine ability. 
In the recent years, eventing in Tianjin, Hebei, Anping, Xilinghe, Guangdong, Huizhou, Jiangsu, Jiangying, Xi'an, and other places has emerged with professional eventing facilities, prop up a sky for the development of eventing disciplines. The YOF eventing grading system is under development, and CEA will select suitable venue for conducting the test. Polo culture is an integrated part of the civilized history of the Chinese nation. Renaissance of Chinese polo has gradually become the consensus of polo people from all walks of life. It not only inherits the traditional Chinese culture, plays a role in enhancing national self-confidence, but also promotes international exchanges that create conditions for developing major country diplomacy. According to the Department of the General Administration of Sport, the CEA established a professional polo committee planning to build a national polo league. In recent years, polo tournaments have settled in Hebei and showing a great start. Regarding to the domestic horse training, the Young Horse Competition has been held for two consecutive years since 2019, and the initial response has been positive. However, China is currently still lack of horse trainers, quality sport horses, and school horses. Therefore, the next step to increase the number of horse trainers in the future, the General Administration of Sports suggested to promote the coach training and include horse from different level to enhance coachability. We will continue to interpret this reply document in the China News for next episode. And today in the China Club session, we are going to share with you the Mengjun Horse Industry. It is a company established in 2010, and they invest in both racing and equestrian. The company owns the most complete facility in Inner Mongolia, and they are one of the major players in the China racing industry today. Mengjun Horse Industry invested over 100 million renminbi in Inner Mongolia, building Mengjun International Horse Club with a 1,600 meter sand track and a 4,000 square meter competition arena and a 3,000 square meter facility for leisure riding. The club imported over 50 thoroughbreds from different countries for racing and equestrian training. Even under pandemic. Mengjun still makes its efforts importing night thoroughbreds from the states to China, which surprised the industry peers and helps the development of the China racing industry. According to the owner of Mengjun, Mr. An Zhiqiang, due to the global pandemic being severe last year, countries were more cautious in importing horses, and they have faced many challenges. Horses standing overseas increased the costs on our side. For example, the fees has exceeded their budget by 30 percent, and the freight and transportations has increased by 70 percent. Therefore, he is satisfied to see his horses arrive safely in China. Continue the racing topic today. In our China Starry session, we have invited the chief editor from the Hong Kong Racing World magazine. Let's listen to Ian Shem's story. Hello, Ian. We are delighted to have you here today. How are you doing? Yes, very good. Thanks. And how's you guys? We're great. We're great to have you here. But the Omicron just arrived Hong Kong. So how is the industry reacting towards it? 
Honestly, the racing industry, they take action quite quickly. For example, the jockey club, they already limited the attendance because racing has been a very important part in Hong Kong. On the 5th of January, they only allow the voting members or the owners of the horses who took part in the race on that evening, allowing to go to the race course and the public are not allowed to. So I think it's very good just limit the attendance to make sure that racing can go smoothly and yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, Omicron will be gone soon. Thank you, Ian. So the horse industry is quite unique and niche industry in Hong Kong. And there is no way you can learn about horses. You know, there's no courses. There are no, you know, many racing stable that you can go into and learn. And so how did you get involved in the horse racing industry? Oh, actually, I'm quite lucky because, as you mentioned, there's a no way in Hong Kong to learn an equine industry. But um, I have some family members who own horses many years ago when I was a baby. And then I have a family friend who was, um, I think he's the chief editor of a horse racing newspaper in Hong Kong called The Standard. Mm -hmm. And originally, I was studying tourism management in Hong Kong. My family friend, the name is Ken Martinez. He was getting old and he would like to have someone to help him to get some quotes from the trainers and jockeys. So he knows that I have interest in horse racing and that's why he asked me if I can be his assistant to help him to just like run around in the race courses to get some quotes from the racing connections that he can write his stories. So it's how I get started. I'm trying to help him to be his assistant uh, for some racing articles. I'm very lucky that in my first business trip, I was flying to Japan for the Group 1 Yasuda Kinen, where in Hong Kong, very famous miler called Bullish Luck, who won the Yasuda Kinen for Hong Kong in 2006. It was my first business trip. And then we wrote a story for the newspaper together. And Ken introduced me to my boss now mm -hmm. called Apollo. Since then, I work for the Racing World Publications until now very unique way of getting into the industry, right? Very important to meet people, just like you need to get a very good network. Yes, and I'm sure you have a very good people skill. And congratulations to your promotion as a chief editor in the Racing World magazine today. So, Thank Ian, you very much. So Ian, as we all know, the magazine has a very long successful history and it is the only racing material distributing to all Hong Kong Jockey Club's members. So with this, what is the biggest challenge you're facing in your role and how are you tackling it? Honestly, I think it's a privilege for Racing World to have the direct mail to send the uh, magazines to the members and the voting members and all the connections with the Hong Kong Jockey Club. And so the, we make sure all the members or all parties can get the most updated um, information and news about Hong Kong racing or even we have overseas columns so the readers can get to know more about the global racing as well. I think nowadays, especially Actually, we are facing the COVID-19. Of course, as a magazine, to get sponsors is very difficult because mm -hmm. we can see the advertising is not good and people actually spend less because they would like to save the money for their living. To get the sponsor and just like to keep the business running is very difficult. But luckily, as I said, we have very good network with different global horse racing organizations so that they can keep us going and we help each other. So luckily, we are still survive. <laughs> <laughs> The people in the industry is getting older, you know, and I know yes. you have bring a lot of new ideas into the magazine. Can you tell us a little bit about it? 
Yes, one of the challenge that we are facing is the aging problems, not only in our living, but also in the racing industry. So first thing we have to do is how to attract more younger generations to get into the racing. And, mm -hmm. you know, in the old days, the punters or the older generation love to just like hold the newspaper or hold the yes. magazine because they think that, oh, they're doing some homework and they studied for their puns. But nowadays, everyone just need a phone. We need to just like get more interaction with the younger generation that's why we set up um, a better platform for racing world on the social media so we have kind of uh, interaction time with the readers on our facebook page and we have the daily update for the local racing news and also we have um, worked with different organizations that they can provide us materials so that we can just like post it on our um, facebook or even in the magazine actually thanks for jojo that uh, you gave us a lot of uh, useful information about the china uh, racing industry as well and also we have um, different partners for example New Zealand bus stop in Australia for example Major Millions and Ingus and also we are very happy to have Kinland this year the US bred horses that they have some promotions in our magazine so that we can let the punters know more about their industry as well but honestly it's very difficult to attract the younger generations to racing because they have lots of alternatives so I think it's very important to get them involved in racing, like bring them to the races, teach them how a horse was born, how you buy a horse from other countries. And education is very important for everyone. We learn something new every day. So even we are already in the racing industry, there's a lot of, lots of things happening and we keep learning. So I think it's very important to teach the younger generation about how to get involved in horse racing and what's the benefits and how they can get something back from the racing. Great. So Ian, aside from the activities in the magazines, you're promoting, you're running the magazine, try to bring new ideas, attract new new generation, new readers. But as a um, racing magazine editor, you are also kind of central of information, all the updates, observations, etc. So I wonder how would you like to sum up the Hong Kong racing industry in the past years? Is there any, any updates, any highlight moments you want to especially uh, introduce to us? Yes, I think 2021 is quite a good year for Hong Kong. The Jockey has done a very good job in keeping the racing going. I'm very happy to see the turnover actually reach the record high again. Um, it's not only about the money, but the tests for the needy people and also for the Hong Kong society is very important. So we can see more buildings um, sponsored by the Jockey Clubs and more people get help from the others. So that's why horse racing is very important in Hong Kong. In the old days, people would think that horse racing is only for puntings and not too many mummies would love their daddies and their children to get involved. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, we know that how important of the jockey club to keep the community going. So it's very important. Um, it's very good to see some Japanese horses coming to Hong Kong to race and win again, uh, even mm -hmm. though under the pandemic. I think it's very important for for racing industry to have to get more countries to work hand in hand together mm -hmm. because we need to improve our racing quality and the best way is to get the best people get the best horse to race together i think it's very good to see some japanese horses for example loves only you to win twice in hong kong in 2021 so i think um it's quite a good uh, promotion for Hong Kong racing as well. And we are happy to see the uh, Hong Kong international races was held successfully. 
and 2021 has been a very big year for me because I get the promotion <laughs> to be the chief editor as well. Yeah, And, true. and, and also, I think um, it's good to see some more new faces to come to Hong Kong. And recently, we learned that James Bridges will come to Hong Kong to train in next year, July. So it's very good for Hong Kong racing as well. Back to the old days when Hong Kong has done time, we have seen Sina Witness, the champion sprinter in Hong Kong. He really tell us about the can-do spirit of Hong Kong people. And honestly, I'm happy to see Golden 60 this year mm -hmm. because he break all the records and he also proved that Hong Kong horses can beat the best horses in the world. He definitely demonstrate Hong Kong can-do spirit as well, even though everyone is suffering from the pandemic. I think it's quite funny. Every time when Hong Kong face some problems there's mm -hmm. a horse that can uh, speed up our spirit in 10 to 20 years ago we have signed a business and now we have uh, golden 60 who just won his 19th race in Hong Kong so it's something that we are happy to see what can we expect for the new years any good things will happen and also maybe any special note on the relationship and the collaboration between a mainland in racing industry Yes, there's a lot of things happening in the next few years. First of all, we say Racing World would like to have more uh, recognitions and we, we don't mind to work with other uh, parties from other countries. I would like more people to know more about our work. So please feel free to contact me if you would like to have something with us. For 2022, as I said, Golden Sexy has been an um, idol horse for Hong Kong now. I would like to see him racing in other countries, for example, in Japan or some Group 1 races would be good for Hong Kong as well. Because there will be racing in China within the next five years. Mm -hmm. So it would be great that we have some more activities uh, within China. In the past two or three years, we have the exhibition races in Chonghua. But because of the pandemic, we don't have this in the past two years. So I hope the pandemic situation is getting uh, more stable. Then we can get back the Chonghua exhibition races regularly. Then we can uh, let more people in China to know the full picture of Hong Kong racing. And it's good for some famous jockeys in Hong Kong, for example, Joe Morella, Seth Perton, to see their fans in China as well. Right, and definitely, so. I would like to see the beer garden we open again then. Uh, yeah, I can invite yeah. some of our tourist uh, friends that they, we can hold a beer, um, cheering for our horses and just like enjoy the good time together at Happy Valley. Wow, the good old times. Let's, yes. uh, let's make it happen again in this New Year's. Let's up for it. <laughs> it was a nice conversation with Ian. Yes, if you have any questions for us or for our interviewees, Please keep to subscribe and do not hesitate to contact us by leaving us message or emails on contact at wonder-horse.com. And remember guys, our China Horse Business webinar will be on today at 8 to 9 a.m. CET. Right. See you all soon. Bye. This podcast is co-hosting by Zoe King and Jojo Wang. Powered by Wonder Horse, a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equine community in China.